after coming out as a white man, I realized that I look the same as like other white men. The <laughs> only thing that sets me apart is I'm five foot three. I'm so sure. Yeah. It's your figure. It's your petite. Ow, I just banged my knee. Oh, no. I hate it when old people bang their knees. <laughs> You'd come home with some thing that you thought was the tragedy of your life. Someone hadn't asked you to dance. My mother would say everything is copy. I'm Natalia Summy. And I'm Garrel And you're listening to He's Copy. He's Copy. He's Copy. He's Copy. He's Copy. And he's Copy. That's actually my favorite. You need to use that one. Literally, I actually do be having knee problems. It's, it's actually really sad. Um, uh, wait, so fun. Uh, I so wanted to talk to you about literally the only thing that's getting me through right now, which is Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, my God. What yeah. about her? I started watching the documentary called Being Mary Tyler Moore and truly had no idea that this is like the cunt, like the <laughs> cunt of like the last like hundred years, like is Mary Tyler Moore. She's oh, incredible. Oh my God. I've heard only wonderful things, but I also feel so ignorant about some of these really canonical, like, like Hollywood stars. It's like she's like from the fifties, right? She's like, so she started in the Dick Van Dyke show, which I think was like early 60s. Okay. God, back on podcasting, like throwing shit at the wall and like being like, I don't want to look anything up. So like I could be giving people the most false information. Um, I mean, I guess I could look it up. I'm just lazy. But yeah, she was on the Dick Van Dyke show. She was like the love interest and she had started off as an actor and wasn't really funny. And then on the Dick Van Dyke show, <laughs> Dick Van Dyke, who like no surprise is kind of an asshole. I guess men at that time were just kind of like allowed to be assholes in a different way. Like John Mulaney kind of has the same air of like, he's allowed to be an asshole because he's John Mulaney and he's in a suit and like, he can yeah. just be like, <clears throat> sorry not that great at comedy <laughs> he, used be, he used to be I know I did this I did this in our writers in our residency as well I like really came for John Mulaney and you know yeah. what I will keep coming for John Mulaney but <laughs> Dick Van Dyke very sweet man also an asshole was like like you know in those documentaries when they're like what did you think about Mary like when you first met her he's like I I thought she was terrible <laughs> like, oh my god because okay my whole impression of dick van dyke is entirely informed by mary poppins sure and, so like two yeah. different marys yeah yeah uh, different marys in love with that mary and he didn't think she was terrible at all and that's like you know how learns to cut the accent and everything badly but it got better with time but continue <laughs> sorry what'd you say but continue Oh, yeah. No, I like, you know, obviously we are two Nora heads. Um, uh, Nora Horas. Absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, get me my Efron pen so I can yeah. inject myself 
with that good fucking shit. Because that's what I've been doing every night before I go to sleep. Because they say you, the last thing you should do, which is what all of us do before you sleep, is look at your phone, look at a screen, look at the TV. I'm like, I'm constantly doing that. So I have my little stack of Nora's and I, I like pick a new essay every day. Love. And it's just always, I'm in this era of hers where it is the 60s and just like the slang is so different. Like, you know, when boomers talk in their slang and they'll say things like, Oh, right. Neat. Like just stuff like, and it's always the white ones, obviously. No, I love it when you go into your white voice. It's so seamless for you. <laughs> and it's great that we're on a podcast. So then like people can really hear you like slip into like whiteness. Oh yeah. my God. Ugh, code switching, right? Like, oh man, I, I definitely love to, she's so different from Joan Didion and these kind of like contemporary white women or like even like Eve Babbitt's like just a very different philosophical worldview. And I think you are either you're an Eve, you're a Joan or you're a Nora and we're Nora's. And I'm in the sea of Joan Didion wannabes because like I told you, I went to the university of Chicago, very (laughs) Joan Didion, a pro Joan Didion set of people mm. i don't like her because she's too california okay yeah she's too northern california i, I don't know if you've read it california <laughs> did you say nora's reformed california yeah exactly because like but she's like ex-hollywood and she like hated that and then she's like never mind i found better right right I, like me right you did you you are definitely Nora I don't think I could claim I don't think you're definitely Nora okay. I think I am unfortunately more Nancy Myers <laughs> oh Nancy Myers oh yeah Nancy Myers I, I I see her more as like a directorial genius than like a like a like a somebody's essays that I'm gonna read is right. she an essayist no right she's no just she's not an essayist no yeah but- Okay. <laughs> I feel like you just came for me so hard. You were like, what? you were like, yeah, I wouldn't say like Nancy's like, like not like a great writer. Like, <laughs> well, I, just, I meant that, that yeah, she, she has like a great personality. Excuse me. He has like a great personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're the director. Well, you're a writer too, but no, but I definitely you know. have. See, I feel like with Nora. I'm glad that we're getting into this. I feel like with Nora, she is, uh, like she has directed. I wouldn't say that it's like her, what she's best at is directing. Like still when she's in the director's chair, she's a writer. And I do feel like I, like even with my show at the fringe, while I am like the writer of it, I do at some point, I mean, I, I got to that point of being like, I have to be done being a writer right now. I have to switch into being a performer. Yeah. Um, and look, I haven't seen your show. I Isn't that crazy? Whoa. I haven't seen your show. I haven't seen it yet. I, I kind of want to see it. For, uh, That's how much he believes. I feel like you got to do it for me at some point. You're, oh, you're not going to be in New York when I do my the next gonna show. You're going to do it again? When? Yeah. Fuck. Between July 17th and 24th. Have we not caught up on this? I'm going to do no. a show at either Soho Playhouse or Caveat. That can be cut out. Nice. Because, nice. Yeah. So nice. my manager's hanging, sorting that out. But good. Like, good. So good. I'm actually... 
with Ar Ar Arpita, or we call her Arpi, who's about to join. We're doing a three hour rewrite session tomorrow. No. Where, like, she's just gonna give me feedback. Like she's gonna watch the recording cause she couldn't make it to the actual thing. And yeah, we have like homework. Like we're gonna watch Homecoming King and like my girlfriend's boyfriend and like nice. from one Dude. And we're gonna, because like, it, actually I don't wanna say anything to you because you haven't seen it, so. Yeah, don't I, say anything to me. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But you are, just so you know, if Hassan Minhaj, did I say that correctly? Like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no. Like you really, you really so said that with energy. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> confidence. It can really get you only. But so I never happy. want you to change. I actually. <laughs> well, thank God, bitch. I'm not sure how much change I got left in me. I changed a lot this past year. Yeah, that's like when that's I like. True. It's like when I like talk to my friends and like I am now this version of me. Whether or not it's not going to be the version of me for the rest of my life, but yeah. right now I feel very comfortable in the version of me that I am. But there yeah. have been so many past versions of me that when I meet people who like to pass version better, I'm like. Yeah. Dude, let me tell you, same, but like she, they, <laughs> like not here right now. Like literally, uh, yeah. it's fucking, oh my God, I'm so in my reputation era of Taylor. Really? How would you define reputation era? I'm not a Taylor Swift expert, but I immensely respect her work. Sure. And that's the thing is I'm not an expert either. I immensely respect her her work and also because I immensely respect her and her work I also can admit that she is so cringe but <laughs> I also admit that I am also so cringe literally me too have you ever wanted to keep a digital archive of your favorite outfits or keep track of your gender journey over time? Join the For Them membership to unlock all the gay tools and products you didn't even know you needed. They'll also make the things you do need. You just have to ask. Sign up for the membership and get 30% off every time in the For Them store. And that is cringe. What? I don't think you're that cringe. Well, but I think that... I think that as I keep transitioning, honestly, I'm just transitioning into being cringe on Maine. That is all being trans. Yeah. It's, it's like being yeah. who I am alone to, to everyone else, which I find so funny because people who like can't get behind it are like, yeah, you can't just like do that. Like be yourself like around <laughs> everyone. I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm actually really trying to be that. And you're doing so well at it. Thanks, man. I appreciate and it. In a way that people are so deeply, not just entertained, but I think like it heals a lot of people when you Thanks. do that. Thanks. Yeah. 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 I think that it's like, it definitely is a journey that, you know, it, I will have at least like three hours out of the day where I feel so unbelievably exhausted by other people. Um, and then the rest of like this weekend, I worked pride at the bar I work at, which is right by you, Brandon mm -hmm. Saloon. And the best part oh, we're cutting that out. <laughs> My social security number is coming out next. I know. We're really just doxing you. I can't yeah. dox because I'm like kind of houseless at the moment. So yeah. like, the best thing about that is like no one can figure out where I live. Because yeah. I don't really live anywhere. But yeah. anyway, say lovey. But I would I, you know, was dancing around with my shirt off. And the coolest part of like being trans. Uh, 
that outwardly in a public space um around well the best part was like being around like kids yeah I I work with kids a lot like I used to teach dance classes to kids and I just think kids are fucking angels they're the best I love kids so much dude when people are like I don't like kids I'm like okay it is sad I'm like I'm like heard that makes sense if you're like 21 you're a kid if you're at like honestly hitting which is second 21 which is 26 that's when you're 21 again yeah until you turn 30 yeah I can't find any reason to hate these fuckers no, exactly. When people say they hate kids, they really hate themselves. They really hate their inability to be vulnerable around people who are smaller and gentler than them. And I get that kids can be cruel, but like, where the fuck do they learn that from adults? Yeah. Adults who have treated them badly or have not set the right example for them. Like kids themselves truly cannot be blamed. Other thing, people who are like, I'm not going to have kids because of climate change. Like we haven't had epic, like, like, pandemics and world wars and it's just a nightmare sort of thing to say um when that's same with the parents who are like I'm like oh like is it a boy or girl and they're like they haven't told us yet I'm like okay well excuse me I still had to come out and your kid will too (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) oh I was at um I was at the doctor getting routine blood work don't worry everyone and they had these badges and it was like my pronouns are he him and I was gonna get you on it and it has the one medical logo on it and I just thought that would be really fun for you to wear Something I'm really trying to make, like, look, I did my first red carpet a couple weeks ago. It was. Slay. Thank and you. Slayed. I did slay. I did you slay. Did I really yeah. did that. Um, yeah. And I've decided that something I really want to start doing is wearing pronoun pins around, which I really went years being like, this is so dumb. Years. I, honestly, this was a couple weeks ago. I was like, this is so <laughs> stupid, like blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, fuck. If I wear my pronoun pin, then other people will wear a pronoun pin. Exactly. And then it, we're like all just kind of like, yeah, it just kind of like makes sense. So I was like, yeah. That was so 21-year-old Gara first time around. Now I'm at my second time around 21-year-old Gara, and I'm like, pronoun pins are cool. Children are cool. <laughs> you're growing up. Gara, wait, you're 26 or 25? Yeah. 20. Shut the fuck. Natalia, you actually do not know how old I am. I don't think anyone you're actually 26. You're 26. Yeah. You're a 26-year-old Capricorn because we did celebrate your birthday and your Saturn return is not going to start for like four years. Yeah, isn't that fucked? In the past year, I transitioned, broke up with my like <laughs> like life partner and my dad died. I know, <laughs> like, I know, I know, like, babe. I know. Look, not all Saturn returns are negative and chaotic. No. can be beautiful. Maybe you're going to get married and have kids in your Saturn well, return to be age. And that's the thing is I am now at a point in my life where I've realized that uh, if I choose myself, I can quite simply uh, choose the type of life I want to live. And I think at this point I had been letting life just kind of like happen onto me. And now I'm like, well, what would happen if I actually like sat in the driver's seat of like what I'm doing? And I'm like, Yeah. yeah, I am preparing I'm preparing for my Saturn return. We will talk. I mean, we'll talk about it because I'm on the freaking precipice of like, I got a lot of change 
that happened even most recently. Like I went through like another period of just so much change. And so I'm like, you know what would be so great is to be like the same for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. I, I look forward to that. Like I even feel like, oh my God, I've just been through a record, a record amount of change. And then I went to my psychic this weekend. Because I, I have to go to her. I have to calibrate every six months. Absolutely. And she was like, a huge change is coming in your career. Yeah. Um, she was like, you're gonna go to the other extreme of your career. But she was like saying good things. She was like, the only person in your way is yourself. And I was like, yeah, true. And I was like, everybody's telling me everybody's telling me this is the time this is the time you know and uh only person who's been saying no is me so now i'm saying yes that's why i'm taking making all these moves um like so anyway point of all of this is to say that change might be the only constant babe i know might be i know you you just wrote it right now i totally originally come up with that and (laughs) if you read it anywhere else they owe me 250 dollars um, I know. Let's just putting a pr- put a price tag on everything. Kind of what I, I'm doing. I had one of my dear friends, who is an amazing writer and original thinker, say something. <laughs> who is kind of out of touch with pop culture a little bit, which is why she is quite an original thinker. We're like sitting at dinner, and she goes, "You know, very earnestly, maybe the opposite of love isn't hate. Maybe the opposite of love is just indifference." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's." That's been, that has been said. Thank you so much. That absolutely has been covered, but you do get points for thinking it. <laughs> I, I love Squirrelinas who, seriously, this is my older sister. She's the best. And I'm truly, this is like no shade. It's no shade. She came to like feminism on her own. Like she came to like everything just like kind of like on her own because she, yeah. She's like a basketball player and just like learned throughout the world, like meeting people and like, like it's like Plato's cave. Like she was just like kept in the dark. And then now she's like, oh my God, things are fucked up. We got to do something. I'm like, yes, those are the freaking best is like, honestly, like white girls who are like, who wake up one day and they're like, this is bad guys. Oh my, that's my favorite. Cause, cause now I'm like, oh, shit's going to move now. Oh, now like, like 2020, huge year for racism and sort of yeah because of white women yeah that's like the year I transitioned yeah exactly. (laughs) I was like I was like we got to decrease our number (laughs) I had a moment like that not not anything to do with this but you know the moment when you you say something that you think is an original thought but like has been like is a centuries old like realization I like wrote this piece on piano when I was a kid cannot play piano was just fucking about on the keys and uh, <laughs> talking about fucking about it was, it was a fire piece. It was like no 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 no. It was just like a mathematical thing with the keys that I was doing, yeah. and someone was like, Beethoven already did that, and I was like, he fucking stole that from me. I will play it for you. Get me a keyboard right now. I'll play it for you. And someone was like, Beethoven did that. Are you playing? Are you playing Beethoven's blah blah blah? And I was like, no, I just made this up. And they're like, no, you didn't. And I was like, now I gotta be gaslit for not being a genius. Like, what okay, the- babe. Though, like, music is so different than writing. Like, you can copy words exactly. Music, the way that you play it, the way that you, you know, like transpose yeah. it is like completely different than fucking writing shit. Was it a white woman who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was. Cause like they're usually the ones bursting my bubble. No really. one say that. It happens every time. 
Um, Anytime I, I burst your bubble, it is the white woman and me popping out. Because I'd like to say I can't hide her. She comes out in the in the craziest ways, saying the word crazy right now. That was the white woman version of me. Can I tell you when it, it popped out when the photographer was doing our photo shoot and the way you took charge is different from a way a white man would take charge. You were kind of like, I don't care what you have to say. I don't care what anyone here has to say. I got this. And I wanted you to play that role because I don't yeah. know about this stuff. No, stuff. that's what I do for. So when I was this weekend, I was literally bucket boy. I was literally the tip boy, which is yeah. tip bottom is my favorite fucking job for drag queens. And I will pull out any type of white woman for that to like, if you use your white woman for good, you can get fucking, I mean, feminists just need a better PR person. It should be me because what I tell everyone, it's like, be cunty. Thank you so much for listening to He's Combi. You can follow Natalia at nerdtalia. That is, she is a nerd, Talia. You can follow me at Gerrera. This is a For Them podcast. You can follow them at at For Them. Bye.